um, you um, can also move that fucking pussy jungle thing behind you. <laughs> <laughs> My little cat. I have two cat trees behind me. Thank you uh, very much. There we go. Hey, adventurers. Welcome. I'm Chris. And I'm Kayla. Welcome to Let's Just Go podcast. Today we're talking about Kayla's most recent adventure to the great country of Mexico, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, Riviera Maya, so like not Cancun, but very close to Cancun. And let's talk a little bit about that because people definitely, you know, like we talk often that we're in the we're in the travel industry, and so when we're talking with folks, they don't understand that differential. Right. And yeah. so one Mexico is not a state. We'll start with it's a country. What? I know, You're blowing right? my mind right now. I know. Right. Right. And uh, Cancun is in the state of Quintana Roo. Mm-hmm. And Riviera Maya is essentially everything. I mean, not exactly, but everything South of Cancun all the way down through Tulum, you know, yeah. right before you get to the different country of Belize <laughs> um <laughs> so you know people often like I don't want to go to Mexico and we'll talk a little bit about that later but really just having an idea that you know Cancun is where the airport is and then Riviera when when Kayla's talking Riviera Maya but um I freaking love Mexico yeah it's a good time um so fun fact Chris and I the first time I ever went to Mexico this was my thir- my third trip to Mexico my first trip was actually with Chris and his wife and some other friends and my boyfriend. Cherry popping experience. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, what's funny is it wasn't Brian's first trip to Mexico. My boyfriend had been to Mexico previously with his family part of the where usually I'm the person taking him someplace for the first time, not the other way around. Um, so this was my third trip. I actually stayed at the same place that Chris and I stayed at. What was that? Two years ago? Three years? Mm-hmm. When was that? Yep. It was right. Yeah. 2021. 2021. Yeah. It was still COVID times. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Chris was able to get back to the United States with no problem on uh, the trip that he and I went on. Brian and I, however, got stuck in Mexico City because they wouldn't accept our COVID tests to get back into the United States. So that was really a traumatizing experience <laughs> yeah um that being said we stayed at a place called the fives residences um and it is it's the technically five. playa del carmen right the fives beach the right? fives beach resident right i always there's like the there's four three three different resorts so yeah. the beach there's one in the city but it is in playa del carmen yes because yeah. there's oceanfront which is literally like a high rise on the ocean that is Mm. it's a stunning resort there's downtown which is in downtown playa del carmen and then beach residences is really what you think of when you think of an all-inclusive resort in mexico so it's sprawling they've got tons of restaurants um they have a sort of technically adults only section with the caveat that it's actually residences it's not timeshares it's legitimately like condos that you're purchasing and they have like a real estate agent on property um and that section is technically adults only 
But if you own a residence and you have children, those children are allowed to stay in the residences because they sell up to three bedrooms, I believe, because we stayed in a three bedroom on our trip. Um, so it was me and Brian and his sisters and one of his sister's partners. And we opted to do a three bedroom residence because um, it was just super easy for us. So the residences all have kitchens in them, which we didn't touch and like a living room area, which was really nice. And then we all had like individual doors off to our own respective rooms and bathrooms. So it was like one door opened to three more doors. And then um, we also had like a rooftop area that had a, I don't want to call it a hot tub because that's false advertising and not what it was. Um, but it had like a what had been a hot tub at one point in time, but had been converted to just have a faucet that ran lukewarm water. <laughs> Doesn't that sound super appealing? No. In fact, actually, my sister was just there in a three-bedroom presidential penthouse suite, and she said the same, that the hot tub wasn't really hot at all. Yeah. It was also like, so the the thing about November in Mexico First of all, it's always hot in Mexico, no matter what. Um, but the weather was like not hot enough to where you want to get in cold water, but also like not cold enough where you're like, oh, it's relatively the same temperature. Let's just get in. Um, so we didn't actually use it. We filled it all the way up and it took us hours to fill all the way up, which just felt like a waste of water. Um, honestly, the the whole experience was kind of disappointing. Um, the last time that we were there, it wasn't as busy. It was really easy to get dining reservations, which I really appreciated. The food at the Fives is really good. It is really good. But we couldn't get reservations to any restaurants that like we wanted to dine at, which was really frustrating for us. That is frustrating. Did you eat at the Thai place though? We did eat at the Thai place. Nice. Yeah, we ate at the Thai place. We ate at um, a Mexican restaurant that actually didn't exist when you and I went. It was just like an empty building um, by the adults only section. And then we ate at the Mediterranean restaurant, which you had told me your sister said it was awful. Yeah, but you loved it, right? And we had like the best meal at the Mediterranean restaurant. I was surprised when she shared that with me. I thought maybe it was a like just an off night maybe right because yeah. uh, I was also at the fives beach in over spring break Easter week this year oh yeah yeah uh, with a large group of um a lot of families Children. yeah yep a lot of families yeah. of my um, <laughs> teammates of my daughter's uh, soccer team and their families and things so um there was like 28 of us total there so it was fun and their food was great but and I, we ate there as well and didn't have an issue. So I think my sister had an off off night, just a bad experience. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. And that was also like the best server we had the whole night or the whole trip. Um, but I will say the buffets there are not good. For like comparison's sake, well, last year for Christmas, Brian and I also went to Riviera Maya and stayed at Eshkare Arte, which is like, what have you compared it to? You compared it to like, what, the Ritz of? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a higher level, yeah. right? And so it is, a, it's a, it's a, it's a bougie ass experience, it's which a, is who I am as a person. 
yeah, you wouldn't know it by looking at you. Um, the <laughs> thank you so much, because right. I'm currently in a sweatshirt and yoga pants. Yeah, well, <laughs> with cat jungle gyms behind you. Yeah. Um, the no, definitely a luxury product, um, yeah. for sure, and I think. You know, it it is hard to compare the fives beach oh. with Eshcaret Arte because and Eshcaret. So you can, I mean, you'll talk a little bit about the difference between them, but yeah, it is um, they're not the same. They're not apples. No, apples, you no. Know? And, and I think this is an important reminder to all of our adventurers. Like you do often get what you pay for. Oh, for when sure. We're, when we're traveling, you know, you you try to save here and there, but you have you decide whether it's convenience or food or mm-hmm. luxury, but you get what you pay for period. End of story. Yeah. And the reason, I don't know if this was the case for you, but the reason that we picked the fives for this trip was because we knew we were working with specific budgets and we wanted to make sure that we were like getting the best bang for our buck, which I feel like we did. Like we got a good deal on the room um, and we had a good time, but we all, pretty much said like we wouldn't come back to this resort again we would stay somewhere else next time um but like the food is good the drinks are not strong they also charge you extra for any top shelf liquor this is all at the fives by the way um and it just it sort of felt I don't know not like we were being nickel and dimed but like it just felt like if we wanted to do things to elevate our experience, everything cost extra to anything you wanted to do to elevate anything was like, all right, that's a hundred us dollars. All right. That's 50 us dollars. And that was like a per person, you know, or like mm-hmm. you want, you go to the tequila bar, but all of their good tequilas are an upcharge, which right. it was like, then why is it a tequila bar? What's the point? Right. Is that the 19 something, something? I think it's like 1901 or something like that. Yeah. 1918. I don't remember what the it's, I'm sure it's a significant date in Mexican history that I don't. Which though, for everybody listening, that is not uncommon in many, many, many all inclusives. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, where if you want that top shelf liquor included, you have to be part of the club level or, you know, different resorts call it different things. So it's not uncommon, but it is always a little bit of a surprise, you know, especially if you're looking for, um, a, you know, an elevated experience. Yeah. Where, so the flip side of that is again, last year, Brian and I stayed at Eshkara Arte, which if you're looking for like a truly all-inclusive experience, that's the way to do it. So uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Eshkaret, which I think is most most people, unless you've been to Riviera Maya or Cancun. Well, actually, um, because I'm, I, every time in the local, you know, community group, when someone says asks about somewhere to go in Mexico or somewhere to go with, you know, active, uh, you know, preteens and teens, mm-hmm. and um, where they want like that ele- that elevated experience, often a lot of times people do recommend Eshkaret, which I would be, you know, hands down, that would be my recommendation oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So there's two. So Eshkaret started as a, I think they call it, call it an eco park. So it's essentially, they bought up property along the water and kept a lot of the like um, existing landscaping and then created a park around it. So 
I haven't actually been to Ashkarat Park. I've been to other parks of theirs. I've been. Yeah. So what all is at, like, what types of things are there to do at Ashkarat Park? I think the Ashkarat Park is is good if you're hitting that one day, right? Because, so I guess we should pause and say that in when you stay at Ashkarat, right, the hotel. So the I think Ayla yeah. was starting to say there is a Ashkarat yeah. Hotel. And then there's Eshkaret Arte. And the difference, and she'll talk a little bit more about Eshkaret Arte, but the difference there is that you have to be 16 and above to stay at Arte. Yeah, um, yeah. The regular Eshkaret Hotel can be for families. Um, so it's pretty much adult only at Eshkaret Arte. Mm -hmm. But inclusive when you stay at either of those hotels is access to all of their adventure parks. Um, and tours. And tours, right? So I think there's mm -hmm. like six parks, right? And maybe I think there's a total of like 11 different things you can participate in between tours and parks. Okay. So that they're, and they're included, right? So yeah. that's another part of the elevated price point, right? But mm -hmm. you're not really paying much. And then they help you get to these different destinations. And there's yep. something for everybody. And Kayla will talk about yep. some of the ones she went to. But if you're into adventure, you can go zip lining. If you're into, you know, you have the kids and you want to do something where it's more like, you feel small in a large, you know, everything feels big or all the different things. Um, but at the Eshkaret Park, I felt like that was a nice mix of culture of yeah. what, you know, if you're trying to dive into Mexican culture, right? You had the senotes, they did, um, there was a lot of things around um, like spiritual and religious experiences that are important to the Mexican people oh, yeah. of, of that area. And then um, you could, they had water activities because it is right on the water right yeah. so you, i think you could do different um water sports you could just lounge they have a spa inside there they had um animals that you could go and see and we did a little boat tour through the one of the senotes um people oh, could funny. swim through a different one yeah so lots of different uh options dining venues that were there so it was it and there's was, like a big uh show at the end of the day right there is a big show we did not see that unfortunately that honestly so brian has been and done he did uh Eshkaret with his family when he went years ago and he really liked the show i can't sit still for that long it's like a multi i think it's like three hours long and it sounds really cool um i just don't think i could sit still for that long three hours um no and and you don't have to be staying at these at those right. two hotels to enjoy these adventure parks you can pay a per diem price entry point to They're get just to these expensive. parks. They are not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we actually at, for you're looking at price points matching Disney entering Disney World yeah. for the day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we went to Explore Park on this trip. So Explore Park is main like the main attraction there is zip lining. Like that's the thing that people come for. They have very long zip lining courses. Uh, you can zip line into water. Like there's one activity that is literally like you sit in a hammock that's attached to a zip line cord and just like glide into the water. And you're like, but you slowly, right? Like your ass yeah. hits the water and then it keeps going. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, the park is also mostly underground, which is really interesting. Um, so outside of doing the zip lines, you're mostly going to be in caves. So there's like, a bunch of different water activities in caves. It's really, it's it's a park that's hard to explain or like see videos of. It's like, if you're there, you understand, like 
that's the only way you, to, to experience it is the only way to understand what's going on. Um, that being said, I want to say it was like $170 a person for us to enter the park and have transportation from our hotel to the park. That being said, this company is a well-oiled machine. They've got their shit together. The bus was exactly on time. The person had her clipboard. She gave us wristbands. Like they, they have everything down to a T. Like people talk about Chick-fil-A and how when you go to Chick-fil-A and you like get in the drive-through line, like it's a very, very efficient line. And like that is what Eshkara is like as a company. Like they just I I felt like I kind of refer to it to people as like it's not exactly Disney, right? But it's the right. Disney version, uh, you know, of it's yeah. the, in Mexico because of all the different parks that you can get to. And then exactly what you're saying, the experience you have when you're there yeah. and getting there too, right? right it, it is definitely um, very well planned and thought out. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, um, it's just, it's also like Disney in the way that, you can go stay at an Eshkaret hotel. So either Eshkaret Mexico, which is the family hotel or Eshkaret Arte. And you can never really leave Eshkaret property, like other than, you know, like getting on a bus and going to a property, which is the same thing at Disney, right? Like you can stay in that Eshkaret bubble in the same way that you can go to Disney World and stay in that Disney bubble, um, which is really nice because people can be apprehensive about going to Mexico and like what that looks like and be concerned about crime and whatever other fill in the blank things that people get scared about going to Mexico. And I think we should talk about that for a second, right? Yeah. To a lot of people who are interested in traveling and that comes up so often, not Mexico. I want to go to the Caribbean. I want to go to an all-inclusive. Right. Oh no. Well, I'm like, oh, well, how about Mexico? And what do the people say? They, I don't want to go to Mexico. Yeah. I want to go to an all-inclusive, but not, don't take me to Mexico. I and don't want to go. The thing with Mexico is there's so many all-inclusives that the price point often is right for people's budget, right? Yeah. So um, I think it hurts my heart because I first traveled to Mexico in January of um, 2021 and, you know, wearing masks on the plane and everything, right? In post-COVID world. And the the people of Mexico, right, of Quintana Roo specifically, right, in mm -hmm. that in that tourism industry there, where all those resorts are, are so freaking amazing. They're so grateful. There's, you know, again, I'm sorry to keep, but like Disney level service, right? Yeah. I mean, the people are so amazing, and um, you know, I, I think not to get like propaganda, but in the U.S., the 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 news tells us the story when somebody is you know but you all you have to do is go to the cancun airport at any minute of any single day and see the tens of thousands of tourists pouring through and so if one is murdered so we actually i grabbed some stats because I knew so one is if one's murdered out of tens you know, of thousands look that happens right i live 15 <laughs> right. minutes outside of philadelphia so i'll tell you yeah there was a murder two blocks from my house a year ago were you, so were you it wasn't you weren't the murderer, right? No, 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 no. It was her boyfriend. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it happens anywhere, right? That's it the does. Point. I think um, yeah. you know, and Mexico as a country, again, remember, we are in a very Quintana Roo is not does not represent it would be saying like Alabama represents the entire United States. Right. Friends, friends, 
I love me some Alabama, but I don't, that is not exactly depicted. You know, it does not depict the entire. The fact that you said Alabama, like, well, that's like saying Florida. Let's, let's use Florida as the example. Cause at least Florida has something going for it. Alabama is Alabama. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's not a state I ever want to live in. If that's what you're asking. Right. Yeah. So the, um, (laughs) We're so sorry. This is not a Alabama hate podcast. No, so no, sorry about that. We do have someone who will be a guest in a couple of weeks who used to live in Alabama. And um, I think that we're just so used to Alabama being our joke, yes. our joke state. So 26, <laughs> there were 26 murders per 100,000 people in Mexico and roughly 26. In the whole of Mexico, all yes. the entire and country. Seven per 100,000 residents in the United States, right? So is it significantly more risk yes however the tourism destination of in Quintana Roo is really really low and just to give you um an idea that in in um 2021 75 and by the way 2020 maybe say okay well people weren't going it was covid people were right. definitely going to mexico because mexico was the one country that didn't require ent- uh covid tests to yep. enter during covid so mexico was hot for travel, there were 75 murders of U.S. citizens. Okay, but again, I'm telling you, hundreds right. of thousands of people traveled there throughout the year, probably. Yeah. And just to get, that was so 75 U.S. citizens were murdered in 2021 in in um, all of the entire country of Mexico, and 506 residents or U.S. citizens were murdered in the city of Philadelphia. So what is that? That is uh 400 and like 40 more people, 440 more people were murdered in the single city of Philadelphia. Right. And I still go to Philadelphia, hundreds of people, thousands of people commute there every day for work and tourism. And right. So, you know, again, I just, I struggle with that. And and so I think this comes out though, really important to be travel wise. Right. And when you're traveling and being really smart about what you're doing, no matter where you're going, even if it's in the United States. Right. And so in the same way that like you go to, so this is my caveat with this, right. You go to a club with your friends, you're being cognizant of your drink, right. We've all been trained at least as women. I don't know about you, Chris, but like, we've all been trained. You watch your drink. You never let anybody touch your drink. You know, if you walk away from it, someone else that you trust is watching it. And it's the same way when you travel literally anywhere, if you're and like an all-inclusive people are drinking, they're having a good time, you know, like the drinks are included in the price that you're paying. So people are more likely to get intoxicated, but like there's always safety precautions that you need to take, right? In the same way that like, depending on where you're driving in the United States, you're probably not going to turn down a random road that you don't recognize. Right. If you're renting a car in another country, you're going to be cognizant of your surroundings. Well, and share share what happened, you know, with the your traveler in your park. Yeah. So we decided to go to Playa, downtown Playa del Carmen while we were at the Fives. And we were just wandering around downtown, sort of getting a feel for things. And one of Brian's sisters decided she wanted to get some tequila so we walked into a tequila spot that's like right in the heart of downtown. And I say we walked in. I stayed outside because I don't like tequila. And I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Go buy your tequila. Um, 
so we're like talking to the guy who works there. He's actually from Chicago and it's like his uncle's place and like it's a whole thing. Um, and she decides that she wants to get like a pretty expensive bottle of tequila. So like if you've never been to Mexico and bought tequila, you're looking to pay like between 70 and a hundred dollars for like a, a standard bottle. And then if you want like fancier stuff, you're going to be paying multiple hundreds of dollars. So like Brian and I got four bottles of tequila and I think we paid $350 for our four bottles. So she decided she was going to get this really expensive bottle of tequila. It was, I think like $400, 400 US dollars. And then his other sister decided she was going to get some tequila too. And so of course, the salesperson that I am, I was like, so what kind of deal are you going to give them since they're getting more than one bottle and we're going to run it all on one card for you. So you're not paying credit card fees. And so he was lowering the price to be, and I think it was like 450 was going to be the price for both bottles. And then they checked their credit card statement after the transaction had been run and they actually got charged around $600. And uh, we then asked him about places to go shop and he suggested a place across the way. And then his other sister purchased some t-shirts. She thought she was paying $100 and she got charged closer to $200. And all that to say, it's so important to do your own conversion from whatever, wherever you are, whatever foreign currency to USD and not just trust what somebody's telling you is the price because they were very intentional about making sure that they checked her ID and, you know, like followed all of the rules before they ran her card so that she can't come back and claim fraud because they swiped the card for the amount. Like we looked at her receipt after the fact, and then we did the conversion mm -hmm. and realized he ran the card for the amount of money that it converted to. But we trusted what he was telling us the USD conversion was. So just something to be mindful of. Yeah. And that can happen anywhere. I mean, yeah, in any country. Yeah. So that was a very unfortunate experience, but we all learned from it. And, and that's the positive. We, you still would go back to Mexico any day. And I still would go back. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I'm, and maybe we can do a whole episode just talking about Eshkara Arte, but like mm -hmm. that experience is so good. So like we went to explore as our park. That was the park that we decided to go to um, this trip. But last year, Brian and I went to a park called Savage which was terrifying and I would not go back to. It was like ropes courses and uh, whitewater rafting and all kinds of Ooh. fun, adventurous things. And then um, we also went to Shellha, which is their like water park, which is really cool. Everything is water-based. Um, but I enjoy Mexico, probably not as much as you do, but I do hope that in 2024, I can make at least a trip because it's like a two hour flight to the Cancun airport from San Antonio. Yeah. A little, a little longer from Philly, but I need, a little bit. <laughs> I need some, uh, Chile, Chile motherfucking quiles and <laughs> some mezcal right fucking now. That's what yeah. I need in my life. Yeah. Yes. Those yeah. are things that are both very easily accessible in San Antonio. So you could always just come here well, if you want. You know, I think I'll pick Cancun over. That's fair. That's, that's completely valid. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, hopefully today we 
gave a little bit of insight into the state of Quintana Roo. And, you know, if you want to go, we say, well, hey, shit, let's just go. Let's just go. Yeah. Thanks, everyone.